Hey everybody! So today I'm doing my March reading wrap-up. I'm actually doing this a couple days early, so there's a potential that I will finish a book in between then and now, but I'll just add it on to April because who has the fucking time, I ask you. And to be perfectly honest, there's only like a couple days left, so I probably won't even finish a book between now and then because I'm working on a birthday present for my sister, so that's probably going to take up all my time anyway. So we're just going to roll with it. So um, this month was really shitty. So last month I read a billion books and, um, I knew, I knew that was a bad omen for March because March is always feels like such a long month. And then for some reason, February is so short, but I was able to blast through so many books. So I knew that was like a bad omen that I was not going to read a lot of books this month. The books I did read, I didn't even really like, honestly, like there's like maybe two books on this whole list that I think were worth reading. And then the rest is just like, why? So I read nine books this month and I DNF'd six books. That's when you know it's a bad month is when the DNFs are so high. Like usually I have like two lately because I'm doing really good about picking books, but it's just been a month, you know, it's just been a month. I've just been going through it. I thought I was actually going to read way more because I went to Florida and I was laying on the beach, social distancing, minding my own, but you know, I just... I just wanted to nap when I was laying on the beach apparently. So I didn't get much reading done. So um, yeah, it just was like a really shitty slow month. I'm hopeful that next month will be more fun because I'm like really excited about the whole Gilmore Girls bookathon thing. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, here's what happened in March. So we're gonna start with the books I DNF'd as always. Um, the first book, a lot of, there are just a lot of really disappointing books, period, this month. The first book was Admission by Julie Buxbaum. I love Julie Buxbaum. I've read three of her other books. I think those are the only other books she has. But in the like the last two years, I've read them. But I feel like each book I read, I like less than the last. So the best to worst to me is Tell Me Three Things. That's the one that has like the heart waffles on the cover. If you haven't read that, I think you should because that is like Cinderella story vibes and it was really cute. Then I read, then I like what happens next, which, oh, like the water just like burst. Whew, okay. Um, then I read what happens next, which I did like, but I didn't like as much. And then I read hope and other punchlines, which was just like kind of a snooze to me. So I was really hype about this one because of the cover, which is really silly, but I'm a cover, cover snob to my core. Like I just definitely judge a book by its cover um it has this like college sweatshirt on a pink background with the word admission on the shirt and it just looks really freaking cute and juicy and I really like it um it is basically just the college admission scandal with Lori Laughlin just told from like her daughter's point of view I don't even know Lori Laughlin's daughter Olivia maybe anyway she just like is so unlikable she was kind of a dum-dum like she couldn't get into a good school so they were like let's go we're gonna like whatever memo to famous people your kids don't have to go to big fancy schools if they're not gonna get anything out of them like if you have to lie your way into lie your kids way into a school because they don't have the grades or the smarts to get into that school like what do you think they're gonna get out of that school like let them go to a party school let them go be social and use those skills and let them go like Go to like a regular college because there are kids that have big brains that need to go to big brain colleges. That's, you know, whatever. So I got like 40% of the way through and I was super bored. It was literally just 
retelling the entire story. And who cares? Not me. I don't care. Also, the main character was just super annoying. Like, she, there was just nothing redeemable about her. She was just annoying, and she was whiny, and she was privileged, and she was, it was just really bad. And it was literally just, like, like the character, the character's mom was supposed to be, like, Lori Laughlin. Like, there's a show that's basically, like, Full House, and there's Hallmark Channel, basically, that she's on all these movies. And it's just, like, it, it's not original at all. And in the at the end of the book, or whatever, where the author is, like, in the acknowledgement sections or whatever, she's, like, talking about how when this happened, like, she was super into it and she just, like, started, like, building up, like, this idea for a story and this, that, and whatever. And I get it, but it's literally the same thing. There's nothing that happens that's very exciting. So it's a DNF for me, dog. The next book I DNF'd is one I've already DNF'd, um, Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. I was trying to give it another go because I have to do, for the Pop Sugar Challenge, I have to do something that I DNF'd that I have to reread. So, um, I thought that if I listened to this on audio, I would be able to get through it because it was kind of quirky and charming and, you know, it's a retelling of a fairy tale kind of thing, but I was wrong. It was boring. Um, I think that they would make good movies, but as books, I just can't get into the world. I just can't see it in my head. And so I'm not really following it and relating to anything and I'm not understanding. I do think that if I would have read these in like middle school or high school, I probably would have liked them. But I think I'm just at this point where I just, I just don't get it and I just don't care. The next book is Aragon by Christopher Paolo, Paolini, 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 I don't know. My brother always talked about how this book is amazing, but I don't know. Um, the 11 year old that I nanny for was like he needed a book to read so we were going to read it together and so we we're reading it at the same time but we were both going really slowly and it just felt like there was nothing for us to talk about there's so much description and words and it's just like you could have said that in one sentence this is kind of like a where the crawdads sing gripe I feel like um it's about this boy who finds a dragon egg and then obviously he has a dragon and it's just set in this really olden time that it was just kind of hard to get into I was like really trudging through and I could tell that he was too and so I was like do we just want to stop and read something else and it was really funny because he was like but then your brother will be disappointed he loves my brother so this was like amazing that we were able to borrow books that my brother owned and whatever um and I was like disappointing my brother is one of the great joys of my life as a sister so we um decided to DNF this but it's funny because I got this poster for Christmas where you scratch off books that you have read and um it's not exactly like the top 100 most popular books but it's like a, a book it's like a a list of 100 popular books like it's not the most popular but it's just a list um and my brother was like all out of sorts that Aragon was not on this list and I was like do you know how books work like do you know what makes a popular book because it, this is not it so um, I can't imagine that any of you listening would want to read a book about a dragon. So I don't think you're missing out on anything. I don't think you need to add this to your TBR. The next book is The Echo Wife by Sarah Gailey. I saw this book circulating and I thought it looked interesting. There's like two rings on the cover or something reflecting. And I read Magic for Liars by Sarah Gailey and I thought it was okay. So I thought that I would, you know, whatever it came out. And so I was like, oh, I'll just read it. It was available. Um, I didn't really know much about it, but it's basically like this guy cheats on his wife with a clone that they made of her, which I think is kind of weird, but cool. And it's like a weird, like, oh God, what if this happened in the future sort of thing? Like, let's get it. 
But I don't know. I think it could have been good. But there's this moment where she talks about how she got pregnant. The the main character, the actual person, not the clone. She got pregnant and then she had an abortion because she didn't want to be pregnant. Like she didn't want to have kids basically. And she was complaining that her husband wanted kids. And then um, she gets upset because he ends up getting the clone pregnant. So he's having a kid with the clone. And she's like mad that he changed his mind. And, and like, listen, I... I don't know how this works in relationships. Like, if if you and your husband or you and your spouse or whatever go into it and you're both, like, adamant that you don't want kids and then all of a sudden they do, I can understand that being really difficult. But you can't fault somebody for that. People want what they want. And, like, if that, you know, when you're immature and you say things and, like, whatever, you might not care. And then as years go on or maybe something happens that's really big in your life, then maybe you decide, you know, you do want kids. And I think that that is a very unfortunate thing to happen in a relationship if that's like a deal breaker because you just can't get on the same page anymore. But I think that it's maybe one of the only things that's understandable. I think like falling out of love is actually kind of not great and I think that that's less understandable. But I think that like deciding later down the road that you actually want kids and you didn't think you did or that you don't want kids and you thought you did, like I think that that is actually fair. Like I think that that is something that could actually change and I think that that as much as it sucks, then you know if that means that you got to get out, then you got to get out and whatever and it just it just was kind of upsetting that she was like so pissy about it and she was just like, well, I, I don't want kids and so he wants kids and da, da, da. and like I just... I can't read about her disappointment about him not wanting kids. Like, I just can't do it. Because as someone who desperately wants kids and, like, her just being, like, wah, wah, wah. And, like, that's totally fair. Like, you don't have to want kids. Nobody, not everybody has to want kids. But I can't listen to her complaining about somebody wanting kids and she didn't. And it's, like, that's unfair. That's not a that's not a fair reason to be upset with someone. So I just didn't like it. And I looked at reviews and it seemed like she was the worst part of the book. Like, she didn't get any better. So I don't feel bad about quitting. The next book is A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. I motherfucking can't. I just cannot. Um, this is a whole, this is like the fifth book or something in the Court of Thorns and Roses series, which I've said before is hot garbage. I'm pretty sure, fingers crossed, I'm going to put that A Court of Mist and Fury um, podcast out this month. So be ready. But I just I just can't with this fucking book series anymore. I can no longer do it. This book is 700 fucking pages. And it's just about Nesta trying to get her shit together. So the first books are all about Feyre and Raysand and like whatever, blah, 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 yada, yada. And then this is about like Nessa and Cassian. So this is like their, this is their story that's happening. And to be honest, I think I like Nesta better than Feyre. And I think I like Cassian better than Raysand. However, this book was so goddamn boring. I got halfway through and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And so I watched Chandler Ansley's video and she like reviewed it. And I was like, I'm calling it a day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Akator, goodbye. I'm no, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. You're not going to give me back. I don't care how many more books she puts out in this fucking series. I'm not doing it. It's not, it's such a fucking waste of time. It's such a time suck. It's the same as, it was the same as all of our other books. There's like another war. There's another fairy realm. There's another set of magical items that they have to go find. There's another solstice. It's the same goddamn thing. And the fact that people still like these books is insane to me. It's insane. These books are not good. They're they're not good. I think you should read, if you could skip the first one, I really think you should skip the first one. I understand that you can't though, because it's like 
how do you chronologically understand the book. Mist and Fury was good. It was twice the size it should have been, but Mist and Fury was good. I will have a podcast coming out this month. I recorded it several months ago, but I will have it come out finally, and you can listen to my thoughts about it if you care. Um, A Court of Wings and Ruin was not necessary, but that's when the battle happens. So I understand that whole whatever. A lot of people have trouble picking between Mist and Fury and Wings and Ruin, and I don't know how that's possible because Wings and Ruin was not that great. Um, Frost and Starlight is a novella, and it is a waste of time. And then this Silver Flames book, it's just not worth it. Her books are so goddamn long. Like, no, it's not worth it. Also, side note, they're making this into a TV show and everybody on Bookstagram is losing their ever fucking mind. And I need to know, am I the only person that when they finish a book goes to IMDb and types in the title to see if they're making a book or a movie, I mean a show or a movie about the book? Am I the only person that does that? Because I already knew they were developing this into something. I already knew it was in development. So all of Bookstagram was like shook and I'm not even a fan of this, but I still looked it up. Did nobody think that they were making this into something? Like, nobody did their research, nobody did their homework, and you call yourself a fan? I don't understand. The last one is called Tell Me When You Feel Something by Vicki Grant, and this was a book I got an advanced copy from NetGalley from. It comes out in June. Let me just save you the heartache. Don't. It's nothing. Um, I felt like this was something that I could have liked when I was like a preteen or a very young teenager, like 12 to 14, because it's the topics that it covers are like juicy. It's like... Go Ask Alice, that anonymous book, which I'm supposed to read this year because I need an anonymous book. So that'll come up again. But I feel like it was like that where it's like very like all these like hot topics like drugs and overdose and sex and this and that. And I feel like I would have been like, woo. But um, yeah, it wasn't good. It started out okay. It's like this girl is dead from an overdose and they're kind of working backwards trying to figure out what happened. Like it starts 30 days before and then it works its way up to the present day. There's like multiple points of view and it has really short chapters, which I love. And then it also has like, um, you know, those, uh, what's it, what's it called? Um, it has like the scripts from like interviews, like police interviews and stuff like that. It has like all of those. So it, it's like all the things I like in a book. Um, the characters participate in this thing called a simulated patient program, which I didn't know. I don't know if this is real or not, but it's basically like you get makeup and a character with an ailment for med students to practice with. And it's, I don't know, I thought that was like cool and different. And the writing was pretty good, but then it started to get super slow and nothing was happening. And it kind of reminded me of like the Lion Game by Ruth Ware, where you're just like, get to the fucking point and tell me what happens because it's teasing that there's going to be a twist from the very, very jump. Like that's too, that's too much. Like have like it like start out as a story and then all of a sudden realize halfway through that there's supposed to be a twist and then towards the end you get to a climax and then you get to the end like you can't have there be a twist at the very beginning like the knowledge of a twist and the knowledge of like something's going on and then just drag it out for the whole book you cannot do that that is not okay so I saw some reviews that I can guess kind of how it ends and um, I was still only at 40% and I just didn't care. It wasn't worth it. So unfortunately I had to DNF and I feel bad because it's like, I feel like it's like a privilege to get something early, but then not to like it or not to finish it feels kind of shitty. But, um, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. You want my honest opinion? That's my honest opinion. Don't, don't read it. That's my honest opinion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So the books I read this month, the first book is The Secret of the Old Clock by Carolyn Keene. This is the first Nancy Drew book. Yes, I read this last year. Um, the nine-year-old that I nanny for got the first four books for Christmas, so we read this together. She likes mysteries, so 
whatever. Um, it's super redundant to me since I just read it. I'll be curious to see if I like any of the other books because, um, like I said, like, um, I've only read, I think the first one, part of the second one, maybe, even though my grandma and grandpa got them for me when I was younger. Sorry. I never read them guys. Um, so we'll see. Um, she also just recently got like the Enola Holmes books. So I think we actually might like pause and read like one of those next. We're reading this like pet heist book right now. So, um, I'm sure we'll circle back to Nancy Drew at some point, especially because all of her other books are in boxes at the moment. So we'll see if, um, we'll see what we get to, but yeah, I reread it and nothing exciting. It's actually like Nancy Drew was not the jump off, but I guess for the time she was. The second book I read is, um, surprisingly probably the best book I read all fucking month. Um, it's called Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. I needed a book for the pop sugar reading challenge that won the woman's prize for fiction and the list was bleak all of the books on the list were probably really good books they're probably all masterpieces but they all just look wordy and boring and historical and technically this book is also historical fiction and I'm so surprised to say how much I liked it I picked it out because at first like the cover is like it's like Hamlet which is the same name as Hamnet I guess Ham Hamnet Hamlet I don't know and it has like a feather over his face. So I thought it was supposed to be some sort of like parody, like making fun of Shakespearean times. Um, it wasn't. But I picked it up for that reason. I thought it would maybe be something I could get through. It was not that at all. It was not funny. But it was still decent. And I'm so surprised. I forgot also until like almost halfway through the end of this book that it was supposed to be about Shakespeare, that it was like Hamlet or whatever. I think I've read Hamlet, but I'm honestly not sure anymore. I don't, I don't know who can say, not me. Um, but anyway, it's basically about Shakespeare's wife and kids, which I also knew nothing about. And I don't think I really care about anything that happened back then, but I know, um, he was kind of like loosey goosey. Like, wasn't he like, didn't he sleep with like men too and stuff? I think, I don't know. Um, it touches a little bit on that, but not really. Um, I can't really explain why I liked it or what I liked about it. It bounces around in time, which I normally hate. Um, like in, uh, Transcendent Kingdom, hated that. Um, there's like his wife and him when they're younger and how they first got together. And then there's also his son when his son is a boy. And then there's a time period after his son dies, which I don't think is a spoiler alert because that's what the whole book is about and what Hamlet is about. So again, who, who can really say, but Agnes, his wife, is, like, sort of gifted, and she can, like, sense things, and I kind of found that fun. She's, like, kind of, like, um, she can kind of predict the future a little bit. She's, like, a fortune teller sort of, sort of lady, and there were these tiny little twists that were already spelled out in the book, so it wasn't even a twist, but I still found it enjoyable to read. It almost felt like a modern take on Shakespeare and things like that, and they seemed like real people and not, like, ye old bro what have thou like I don't know it what it just didn't seem like that and there's also it's so so fucking weird there's this little interlude in the middle of the book about a flea that is for some reason so fucking captivating because it's about the plague and how the plague spread and stuff and it's so interesting to me um if you like historical fiction or if you're into this sort of thing you're probably gonna love it I thought it was so fun even though it's about like being sickly and dying like dying so I guess that's like a weird take I don't know but I I definitely can never sit through stuff like this and I guess there were a few times that I was a little like I don't know if I'm gonna get through this like I'm kind of bored and I kind of don't really want to keep going but um 
I'm glad I kept going. And usually I'm, I, I regret that I kept going. I usually am like, why did I do this? Like, I don't, I don't like, this is not serving me. Like, why am I suffering and whatever? Um, Molly is being the world's worst podcast helper right now. She is getting a drink every five seconds. She is an old bitch. It's fine. Um, my husband also said I need to stop calling out when the dogs are loud, but I just can't help it. It's just annoying. Um, I have seen all these like reviews and stuff and it seems like people don't really like this book if they knew anything about Shakespeare. And it seems like there was like a lot of liberties taken and there was like a lot of inaccuracies. But since I don't know anything about Shakespeare, I was able to enjoy it with no problems. Um, I also have been on this journey trying to figure out if I like books that are plot driven if or, or if I like books that are character driven. And I think that I want to like books that are character driven, but I think that I'm actually plot driven because I'm usually way more annoyed when nothing happens in a book versus if the characters weren't that fleshed out. And so this was the first book that I felt like I've read in a while where there was like a lot of plot and like things happened. Um, which is kind of funny because I think for a lot of people that was lacking in this book. So I don't really know. Um, I don't know if you can take my word for any of this, to be honest, but I was very, very surprised that I liked this book. Very surprised. I really sincerely thought I was not going to be able to read it. I was going to have to DNF it. And then I was going to have to find another book and I was going to struggle along on this journey to find a book that would fit this prompt. So if you in any way like historical fiction, if you do or don't know anything about Shakespeare, I thought that this was very enjoyable and I was very very surprised. The next book is Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore. This is another book that I really enjoyed. Um, it was so much fun. At first it was like a little hard to follow because basically this girl Una on her birthday, her birthday's on New Year's Day every every year obviously it's the same every year. Her birthday's on New Year's Day and it starts out when she's like 18 turning 19 but she wakes up and she's actually like 50 and so she finds out that every year at midnight, she jumps to a different time in her life, but not chronologically. So she'll go from like 18 and then the next year when she wakes up, she's 50. And then when she wakes up, she's the next year, she's 20 and then 40 and then whatever. Do you get it? It's confusing, but it's it's like jumps around. So basically in her mind, she's like 18 and then she's 19 and then she's 20, but she's actually whatever age she's leaping to. It's super wild, but it's super neat. All of the chapters are like, they say like 50 and then they'll say dash 19 because she's like really only aged one year but now she's in her 50 year old body and then the next chapter will be like 25 dash 20 because she's now 20 because it's been two years since she was 18 but she's only jumped from 50 to 20. I don't know if I'm explaining this right but it's so good so I can't really give any like I, I can't say anything without like giving anything away but there's this one time period where all hell breaks loose and there's so many mind-blown moments in the next chapter it's fucking great it was so smart it's such a smart concept um the book references Schrodinger's cat again, which is like if there's a cat in the box, is it a live or dead thing? And um, it's kind of similar to the Midnight Library. I thought they were going to be super similar and I thought I wasn't going to like this because they were similar, but it's actually a totally different take than the Midnight Library. So it worked for me. Um, I definitely could see people comparing these two books, but they definitely are very different. They have very different um things happening in them. They're not the same at all. They also mentioned the inverted staircase drawing called Relativity. 
Um, it's like, it looks like you're going upstairs, but once you get to the top, those stairs are going down and everything's like inverted. One of my mom's cousins has that picture in her house. So as soon as they mentioned that, I was like, holy shit, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, I also love how it ends because there are so many things that happen and then you just go like, ah, like it's, it's very good. I really like it. Um, and I found out that they're making this into a TV show. So I think that that is super fun. Again, this is what I'm saying. After I read a book that's good, I always go and check. And I'm always like, oh, is it? And like with Akator, I didn't think Akator was good. But I knew it was such a highly fan-based book that I knew that it had a huge fan. So I knew. So it's like, anyway, so I looked up Unavada Order. And they're making it into a TV show. So I think that's fun. So I don't know who they would pick. But um, for Una, I originally was going to try to pick like somebody to play her at 19 and 27 and 50 and whatever and I was gonna try to pick somebody that would work as they aged but um I didn't feel like doing that and I know that now at this point in life they can just age up somebody with makeup so they don't even need to do that and they can like age them down so they probably would be able to pick one person to play all of them I mean I don't know um I said someone like Shailene Woodley or Zoe Dutch or Haley Seinfeld I also could see um what is that girl, the girl who plays in New Girl, um, Zoe Deschanel? Is that her name? Is that her name? I think it might be. I could see her maybe. Um, I don't really know. I also, just a random thing, um, Shailene Woodley could be the younger girl and then Ashley Judd could play her in an older age because that would be fun. That's the reunion that we all need and deserve in 2021, if you know what I mean. Um, the next book that I read was The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. This was super overhyped. I saw this shit fucking everywhere and it looked so goddamn exciting and it was so motherfucking basic. I read a book by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. It was The Fixer. I read that last year and it was okay. It was like kind of like Olivia Pope and whatever. And there's a second one that I keep like getting from the library and then I don't have time and it's like the bottom of the totem pole so I don't read it. But I need to read it because I want to know what happens. But Anyway, um, I got this because it looked really cool. The cover is like super cool and whatever. Um, it's like this girl finds out that some dead guy who she doesn't know left most of his inheritance and house to her, provided that she lives in the house for a full year with his family, who he basically snubbed. And like along the way, there are all these like riddles and games and stuff that she has to solve that lead to something. It's very like Saw-like. It also reminds me of Knives Out. It reminds me of Ready Player One. And it also is like one big escape room. So it's like kind of all those things. And also, let me just say, Knives Out was not a good movie. So that comparison alone probably should have told me what's what. Chris Evans is a babe, but Knives Out was not good. There's like all these like weird codes and things that she has to figure out. And there's like you know, all the, all the riddles and things, which I thought was interesting. And that I feel like would have been a great book. Like just all of those things, like her just finding all this stuff out and like twists and turns and all these riddles and clues and stuff. I feel like that would have been a great book. That was not, was, was not what this book was. This book was mostly just a drug out weird triangle between the main girl and there's these four brothers it's not the main girl and the four brothers, but um, there's these four brothers that all live in the house and or are related to the people that live in the house or whatever. And she has this weird love triangle with two of the four brothers. And it's like, what? I couldn't differentiate between a single of the brothers. There are four of them. And I could not tell you which two she was interested in and who they were and what the differences were between them because there was no difference. They're just a bunch of mediocre white men. It's just like, what the fuck? Um, it ends on a cliffhanger and it's supposed to get you to the next one. 
which I won't be. The cliffhanger was like very good though. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. But I'm definitely not going to, I'm definitely not going to keep reading. They're making it into a TV show. Again, do your fucking research, people. You call yourself fans. They're making it into a TV show and I really think that this would be better than the books just because they can make it more visually appealing and you can see like the tension and suspense and all of that. So I think like I could see this being like a, kind of like Pretty Little Liars vibes and like things like that. Like I, I can see this being a good TV show. I cannot see this as a good book. It's just not a good book series. I don't care if the the next one's better. I don't care. It's not worth it. This book was garbage. Um, and I'm not going to do the movie game because they're making a TV show. And I just, none of the characters, they all were the same. They were all the same. The girl was just a girl. She was the same. They were all the same. The next book I read is the only other book I think on this list that I enjoyed. Um, and it's called Waiting for a Star to Fall by Carrie Claire. A girl on Bookstagram posted about this book and she said it's basically her life at 23. Like give or take some of the things that happen. It's basically who she was at 23. And it's about loving someone that doesn't love you back or doesn't love you back in the way that you want. And I was like, oh baby, let's get it. So um, it seemed like it was kind of going to be similar to normal people. And in a way I think it was. And normal people is definitely better than this, but it does have a simple tone. So if you're lame and you don't like normal people, then you probably won't like this one either. But it is kind of the same. And I don't think you get necessarily the resolution that you're wanting. Maybe in this book. I mean, it kind of depends on what resolution you're wanting. But um, this book is not, it's like very deep without being that deep. Like not a lot happens in this book. And for someone that's so plot driven, like you would think like it's like a problem. But um, it's about this girl, Brooke, and this politician that she was dating, but she's not anymore. And that's the entire book. It takes place over a week, and something comes out about him. I'm sure you can probably guess kind of what. It's like in the Me Too movement sort of situation. And um, it's basically just her, like, evaluating things between them and kind of, like, defending him a little bit. And it's just, like, kind of a back and forth, like, it's kind of like what happened while they were dating and then like where where they are now and that kind of thing and whatever it reminded me a lot of the song day one by Carly Pierce it's like um the song is like on like day two like friends will come over and see how I am on day five like I'll go back to work on day blah 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 and it goes all the way through and then it goes to like day I don't know 70 or something and it's like it won't hurt when I bump into you and like this will all happen as long as I can get through day one it's a really good song also side note Carly Pierce's whole album it's like six or seven songs long and I think there's only one that I just like don't I could live without or whatever but they're all really good and I think it's all just like they're they're I don't think I know they're all from her divorce with Michael Ray if you don't know they're both country singers that got together and then like after a year they got married and then like six months later they got divorced because he cheated on her supposedly allegedly so she wrote like a seven breakup song album and I'm here for it that's the country tea if you didn't know now you know um but day one is maybe my favorite song it took me a second to like it but I think day one is my favorite song and it kind of like, just this whole book reminds me of day one. So, you know, there's that. Um, I was hoping that this would wreck me in the same way that normal people did, but it didn't. I still liked it. I don't like it as much as normal people, but I still really liked it. And it, it has the same, it has the same kind of thing. And everybody, well, not everybody, maybe not everybody, but I feel like everybody can relate to that one person that, like, you wanted to be with. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, get your life together like what the fuck are you doing but it was just like it it definitely is like how you feel at 23 although it's not exactly how I felt at 23 because at 23 I was with my husband so 
it was probably when I was like 18, but you know, same thing. And I don't know. Also, fun motherfucking fact, the girl on Bookstagram that told me to read this book, um, commented once I posted a picture about this book and then the author commented and was like oh my god I love it and then she posted a picture of my picture and a collage of other people on her Instagram so that was fun so if you go to Carrie Claire's Instagram you'll see your girl on the beach with this book very fun um for the movie of this book I think for Brooke it could be somebody just like Odea Rush or Josephine Langford somebody like just very pretty very innocent like very you know, normal but pretty kind of thing. And then for Derek, all I could get in my head, I could not get out of my head, was Scott Porter because I was watching Junie and Georgia at the time. So it just, like, he just fits the mayor, politician, older man situation for some reason. I don't know. I couldn't think of anybody else. So just him. The next book I read is You Have a Match by Emma Lord. I was super excited for this book, and it was a big ass letdown. I loved Tweet Cute. That's the first book that Emma Lord wrote and it was super adorable and I was super excited. This is like the book I was the most excited about this year. It was super boring. Even though there are like zillions of storylines happening, this girl does a DNA ancestry test and she finds out that she has a full blood sister. Like she is older than her so her parents gave her up for adoption and then they went on to have Abby who's the main character and then they had her brothers who were totally pointless to the story but the premise if there is a premise is that her and the sister end up meeting her name is Savvy Savannah um I like the name Savannah by the way Savvy terrible Savannah cute Savvy is going to work at this camp for the summer so she gets Abby to sign up for the camp and it's weird to me that Savvy is only like one year older and she's working at the camp but then Abby is going to the camp like They seem too old for camp, but I guess that's, there's like a whole section. It's like related to studying for the SATs and stuff. It's rich white people shit, you know? Um, And then there's this like friend that she's been in love with forever and they both cannot admit it. So they dance around it really weird. And then there's this other guy, Liam, and they're like all friends. And um, she actually has like way more interesting conversations with this guy. So then I'm like, what the hell? Like, why aren't they together instead? This doesn't make sense. And then there's this issue with Savvy and her relationship. And then there's this big issue with her parents' relationships and the whole adoption thing, which I felt like super, like was super unnecessary. And then the whole thing just has this like really juvenile feel to it. It just seems very silly and something that like a 12 year old would like. It's like young, young adult. Like I get that it's young adult, But it feels just like young, young adult. And I feel like a lot of people compared it to The Parent Trap, which I guess just further adds to the juvenile feel. Like, they do a bunch of, like, weird pranks kind of and stuff. It's very Parent Trappy. And, like, Parent Trap is about, like, 11-year-old or something. Like, and you like that movie. Like, you can look back and like it just because it's, like, nostalgic. But, like, you're not like, oh, my God, this is a great movie at, like, 27 you're just not like you're not you're not when you watched it when you were in elementary school and you fucking loved it and you wanted to wear aviator sunglasses like Hallie Hallie or Annie Hallie I think and you just wanted to be super cool and you wanted to have handshakes and like whatever also I love the Lindsay Lohan but like I saw the original parent trap with uh god I can't remember her name now Sit by the bell lady. Anyway, I've seen the original, so it's like kind of hard to love. I think you stand the Lindsay Lohan one if you haven't already seen the original because I I really like the original. So all of that to say, it's just kind of juvenile. It wasn't good. If you haven't read Tweet Cute yet, please read Tweet Cute and don't read this. This isn't worth it. I'm not doing the movie game. Abby's character was insufferable. There's just like so much going on up in the air. It's just not good. Although I do feel like Savvy, her character would be played by Sabrina Carpenter. 
but that's all. That's all I have. The next one is Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. I tried to read this book once before and I was so, so bored that um, I DNF'd it. So this could definitely work for the book I DNF'd, but I picked it for a book on your TBR with the ugliest cover because this book is the first book that comes to mind when I think about a book with an ugly cover. I don't know why because there's really not anything to it. It's just this like off-white color like cover with these big blocky letters and like I don't know but something about the letters on this like bright orange spiral is just it just screams ugly to me and I I don't know this book is really weird it's about this girl who has anxiety and OCD and I read that it's kind of from John Green's own experiences um so she ends up getting involved in trying to find this missing billionaire who is like the dad of someone she used to know and it's just about like that it's basically about like her OCD and anxieties and then like her burgeoning relationship with this little boy it's okay I feel the same way about this book that I feel about all of John Green's books and that they're just okay like this book was actually on like the shorter side but it felt super long and it's just like come on man like get to the point I thought the main character was like really annoying but her situation was interesting I haven't read a lot of books about people that have like OCD so it was interesting and she goes down these like mental spirals in her head which is why the book is called Turtles All the Way Down and I appreciate the way that it explains the anxiety in her brain because it's basically like she'll be like well, this is happening. And then she'll be like, no. And like, it's basically her arguing with herself and her brain just like spiraling out of control. And it's so, I feel like it's very well written. And I guess that could potentially then be because it's own voices. And it's something that actually John Green has experience with. And that makes all the sense in the world. Um, I remember when I first tried to read this, I looked up what the phrase turtles all the way down even means. And it's basically a way of saying that something can go on forever. It's it's like this saying that like the earth is on the back of a turtle and then that turtle is on the back of a bigger turtle and that turtle is on the back of a bigger turtle and all the way down. So when it goes on and on and on, you're like, and it's turtles all the way down. There was a TV show one time, I think it was The Good Place, where they said something and they were like, and it's turtles all the way down. And I was like, oh my God, I know what that's about. And I got to explain it to Tommy, which I never get to do because knows a little about a lot um but I I don't know it was it was okay I'm trying to think of the John Green books that I've read I obviously like The Fault in Our Stars is probably first I haven't read Paper Towns yet but that's on my to-do list um I think I would maybe tie this with Looking for Alaska I don't really know that either one of them was better than the other I think it's just probably a preference on whatever um, they're making this into a movie because it's John Green and of course they are. And this is what I'm saying. This was totally accidental. But now that I'm going through all this stuff, like I did my research. I looked to see if they were making, you know, I, I don't know why more people don't do this. I'm telling you this now. If you read books when you're done, go to IMDb. It's one of my favorite most used apps. Go to IMDb and plug in the title of that book and you can see what's about to pop off. Another thing I do, this is totally not related to books at all, but another thing I do periodically is I go to celebrities I like, like I go to Jennifer Aniston and I go to Reese Witherspoon and whatever, and I type in their upcoming production or in production or whatever it is. It's like before you get to all the movies they've been in or something and you click on that and you can see the movies that they're working on which is how I found out that Reese Witherspoon was going to be in a Tinkerbell movie before they even announced it and it's how I found out that Jennifer Aniston is going to be in a What Alice Forgot movie that's a Lane Miorty book which I need to read before it comes out and stuff like that like you can see what's happening nobody's trying to hide it you just do the research and it's amazing so if there's somebody you like you can just be like boop 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 
and you can just go check out what they're doing and use your little brain. So, um, again, do this. Maybe you don't care. Maybe it doesn't matter to you if they make it into a movie. Maybe it doesn't matter if they make it into a TV show. But in my opinion, when you read a good book, you want to share it and you want people to see it. And a lot of people don't like to read. So you can just make them watch the movie with you and then whatever. This is what's going to happen to my husband is we're going to watch 600 movies once these all finally come out. And I'm going to be like, this book I read and this book I read. and I mean, that's pretty much what we do anyway now. But anyway, you're making a big mistake if you don't do that. Anyway, um, also, of course, they are. They... John Green, all of John Green's stuff gets turned into movies somehow. So good for him. He's probably making a lot of money now. And I also found out um, he was on the list of authors that um, another one of the Pop Sugar prompts is a book. I read The Royal We for this, so I'll get there in a second. But it's a book that was written by a blogger or a YouTuber, like an internet celebrity basically. And I guess John Green used to be a blogger which is interesting. He does kind of write like he's got a Wattpad, um, if you know what I mean. But um, kudos to John Green for like fucking knocking it out of the park and just putting out book after book after book and then getting them turned into movies. Like I'm sure he's I'm sure he's rolling in the dough and he just started out as a blogger. So don't quit your daydream, okay? You can do it. Um, but my choices, just random choices. For Aza, I said Glo- Chloe Grace Martinez or McKenna Grace, basically somebody with Grace in their name. That was an accident. Um, for Daisy, Maya Hawker, Bella Thorne. I think someone who looks a little bit troubled and a little bit like, like she's definitely got some things. So I feel like it should be somebody, you know, whatever. And then for Davis, I could see like Felix Millard, who's Marcus and Jenny and Georgia. I'm just going to keep talking about Jenny and Georgia. It's just a thing. Um, I think like somebody like him, somebody kind of, kind of rugged, kind of handsome, kind of this, kind of that, kind of whatever, kind of not a big name, whatever. Um, I think that's the biggest thing with like teen whatever. It's like they always pull someone new. It's like someone up and coming. So I I honestly probably never have a good idea for any of these. But it's whatever. The next book I read was the worst. Hot garbage. Don't read it. It was Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner. I don't know if I've read a book by her before. But I'm pretty sure I own like four books by her. I'm I'm almost positive I own like four of her books because she just has good covers and then I buy them and then I don't read them because I don't ever read the books that I buy. So, um, although that's, that's not true. When somebody mentioned that waiting for a star to fall, the library didn't have that book. So I bought it and I read it and I really liked it. So I think that's okay. But anyway, Big Summer is the biggest fucking not only disappointment, but also I was lied to. I feel like I was part of a scam, a con. I don't know. Um, it has a girl on the cover with a swimsuit on with a beach hat and it's called Big Summer. So what do you infer? I understand this is the reason why we don't judge books by their covers, but what do you infer that this book is going to be about? A, a girl on the beach having a big summer. It's supposed to be punny, I think, because the main character is plus size. So it's a whole book about weight. And it's pretty much very similar to One to Watch because she also is a fucking Instagram influencer. And she also doesn't have great self-esteem and doesn't think that people actually like her and always talks about her weight and doesn't talk about anything but her weight. And it's really fucking annoying. I read this book because I need a book about body body positivity. And guess what? This book is not body positive. I don't know why this book is on that list. It's not positive. She's not positive about her body. She's not. 
maybe for five seconds at the end, but no, she's not. Um, I am going to have to resort to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants because I cannot read a book. I can't, I cannot read one more book about a plus size woman who is an Instagram influencer who is quote unquote body positive, but actually does nothing but talk about her weight and all of her insecurities and how she isn't pretty and nobody is going to love her. I cannot read one more book. That's not, your worth is not measured by what size you are. It is infuriating that that is what these fucking books are perpetuating. It does not matter what size you are. People are still going to love you. People are still going to think you're attractive. You can still wear swimsuits. You can still be fucking pretty. Like what the fuck? I hate, I hate this. This is so, oh my gosh. I feel so bad if this is what the youth is reading. Even though this isn't for youth. This is for adults. But still, it's just like, this is not, that's not body positivity. It's the same. This book is so similar to one to watch. It's so, so similar in so many ways and it's disgusting. And it's just, why, why do plus size women have to be Instagram influencers? Why does that have to be their stick? Why can't plus size women be badass fucking CEOs? And why can't they have like men groveling at their feet because they're goddamn hot ass? Like why, why, why? I just am so annoyed. Anyway, That's not even the only problems with this book. The other problem is that halfway through this motherfucking book, it goes from being a book about a beachy summer and a wedding and stuff to being a thriller and there was a mystery and somebody dies and you have to figure out why they died and how they died and who did it and there's all this other... What? What? I didn't sign up for that book. I signed up for the bright blue cover. I signed up for the beach read. I did not sign up for the fucking murder mystery party I didn't sign up for this shit it's so fucking annoying I think I'm I don't think I'm the only person that's annoyed and I think a lot of people liked it and I don't know why I'm getting so fucking animated about it because it's not that it's not that serious but a lot of people liked it but like I don't like it I feel duped I feel tricked I feel like I thought I was reading one book and then all of a sudden I was reading a different book and I kept thinking like maybe it'll get back to there maybe it'll get back to there and it didn't and like the I I kind of liked the beginning of the book I felt like the the writing was pretty good. I felt like, like, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like authors have a difficult time sometimes knowing exactly how much detail to put in. Like, we don't need to know the hair color of every single person. We don't need to know, like, I feel like they focus on hair and eye color. And I feel like that's all the descriptions that they can use. Um, I feel like this book did a good job of like giving just enough details, like just enough about your Starbucks cup or just enough about the dress that she was wearing or just enough. Like, I feel like it gave just enough details that you were like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. It's like kind of light, kind of bouncy, but it was like pretty good writing. I felt like I thought it was good. Um, there's this whole like situation where she's got like a bad friend who later asked her to be in the wedding because she doesn't have anyone. And there's this whole thing. And, um, I felt like the outcome was going to be obvious, like some of the things and some of the twists and stuff were pretty obvious, I feel like. Um, there's one thing at the end that I didn't catch, which was like, okay, whatever. It's just like all, it's like, what what the fuck ever. It was, it was whatever. And I actually heard that, I saw a lot of reviews that part of that was like actually problematic. So there's another reason not to read this book. But um, I, I'm just like really upset. I'm really upset. Um, it kind of gives like the guest list by Lucy Foley vibes, which also was like a beach wedding and a murder mystery and sort of thing. It's like very, very similar. And I didn't like that book either because I felt like that was really obvious. And then there's also um, Beach Read, 
which is not the same as this, but beach read, you look at it and it's a bright yellow cover and you're thinking, oh, cool, this is a book I'm going to read on the beach. And then it's like depressing. No, stop doing this. It's not clever. It's not cute. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I don't know why I actually finished this book because I was pissed off for most of this book. Um, But yeah, I, I think I was hoping that maybe it got better or that maybe there was some redeeming something because it had to be on this list. Like who said it? Who said this book was body positive? I don't know. Who says this book is good? I don't know. I I do think I'll probably read more books by her because I own other books by her. I'm pretty sure I started one book by her last year and then I just never finished it. So I'll need to do that at some point. But I feel like that book was fine. I feel like the writing of that book was fine. I feel like that was headed in the right direction. But um, yeah, I just, this was, it was, it was terrible. Don't read it. The last book I read this month is The Royal We by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. This is the book I chose to read for the who was a blogger, YouTuber, internet celebrity, whatever. Um, I... <laughs> this book was okay. <laughs> this book was like fucking 500 something pages. So it was incredibly long. It was incredibly drawn out. Um, and it was... Basically, mostly just Prince William and Kate's story, basically, is what it was. Um, It's basically just, like, telling their story, kind of. I mean, I don't really know anything about their story. I'm not, like, a royal-obsessed person. I don't give a fuck. Meghan Markle, I stand, but everybody else I don't really care about. Um, It's basically about this girl who is from America who goes to England, and she ends up meeting the Prince of Wales, and she is like really good friends with him and then she starts dating him and then they break up and then they get back together and then they get married. That's what happens. That's it. That's it. That's all. And this goes on for 600 pages. So it literally just goes on for over 500 pages for no reason. It like there's so much they make it seem like so much happens but literally nothing happens and it like I listen to it as an audiobook, okay? And most audiobooks are 10 hours long usually. This audiobook was 17 hours long. It took me five ever to get through it. And I listened on two times speed, which also I do recommend this audiobook, but I recommend it only if you can listen to it on two times speed because one, it's long as shit. But two, I, and it also could just be because I listened to it fast, but I slowed it down and listened to it at regular speed and it was like not good. But when I sped it up, I liked the way that the voices sounded. I liked how she did the voices for the characters because she had to do like an English accent a little bit and she had to like, whatever. I liked the story. Like I liked hearing her tell me the story, but only at the sped up version. So if you can listen to audiobooks fast uh, on two times speed, then I do recommend this because it is still fun. Like it's like royalty and it's fun. It's like, you know, Basically, you just picture Prince um, Prince William and Kate Middleton and you just, like, stick them in there. And, like, it's so, so close. Like, there's, like, a character that's, like, Pippa. There's a character that's, like, Prince Harry. Um, like, there's all this stuff. And, like, that is, like, it's it's very cute and, like, it's very fun to feel like you're in, like, the world of Britain and whatever. Like, it's, I, I, I get it. It's fun. But there's just so much... There's just so much, and it didn't need to be like that. And I think if it was half the size, it would have been a great book. I would have probably really liked it. 
But because it was so long, I just, there's just, it, it was just unnecessary. It was just so unnecessary. So, um, yeah, it was okay. There's another one called The Air Affair. I'll probably listen to that at some point just to see what that's about. I, I was hoping that was about, like, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, but it's not. It's just more about these two fucking characters. And also, you know, I don't know how much of this is taken from, like, real life. And I don't know if they dated and they broke up in real life because I don't, again, I don't know anything about them. But I don't love Prince William in this or who his character his character's name is Nicholas I don't love him he's kind of he's kind of not great um there's also yeah I'm just gonna go ahead and fucking spoil it for you so if you don't want to hear it fast forward like for fucking ever um there's this moment where fucking Prince Harry's character and Kate's character get together and it's like I don't know how you bounce back from that I really don't I really don't, I don't know how you bounce, this book is old, so I don't feel bad spoiling it, but I, I just don't understand, I wish I understood, and I don't understand, so there's part of me that doesn't even want to read the next one, but I probably will, just to get it over with, just to just say I did it, but yeah, I was just, overall, I was just kind of disappointed. So that was my disappointing March. Um, I don't know, man. I just, it just was all disappointing, really, truly. There were just a couple little gems, like Hamnet, for some reason, was a gem. Una Out of Order was good. And then the Waiting for a Star to Fall was decent. And the rest of them, I could have lived without, to be perfectly honest. I kind of want to redo my March because I just don't feel like I had a satisfying month. And it, it makes me sad. So hopefully the month of April will be better. I have my Gilmore Girls Readathon planned. So I'm going to read lots of feel-good books, hopefully. And I'm also going to read The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which I realized actually kind of fits with that because Alexis Bledel is in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants gives you Gilmore Girls vibes, I think. Just like the warm fuzzies. So I think it per- it like works perfectly. So I'm actually excited. Um, I'm hoping that that means I'm going to have lots and lots of books on here that I freaking love and it's going to be great times. I'm having trouble finding some of the books that I wanted to read, which I think is weird. I'm not going to buy these books because I can't imagine these books are fantastic, but it's always weird to me when the library doesn't have a book. So we'll see what I end up reading. Um, I also, at some point, I want to read all of the, I think they're called the Infernal Devices books, um, like A City of Bones and all of those. I don't know if I mentioned this last month or not, but I want to read those as well. So, um, I might, it might be like half Gilmore Girls and then half working my way through those books because I feel like there's like fucking 15 books in that series or something. So if I end up liking those, then that's all brand new, whatever. So we will see. I'm fingers crossed that April's better because March was just not it. March just never is good. I feel like, I feel like March is just not a great month for some reason. Why, why is March the Sunday? Does March feel like the Sunday of the year? I feel like March is the Sunday of the year. I don't know. Um, if you have any thoughts, cause I had a lot of thoughts. If you have any thoughts that you would like to share with me, you can email me at she read, he said at gmail.com. And I cannot promise that I will, uh, 
read your email in a timely manner, but I will definitely read it. And, um, we can talk about it because I would love to know your thoughts, especially if you've read any of these. Um, I know little Sarah, I don't know if she's listening, but I know she just told me that she loved the Royal We, so she might have some thoughts about my Royal We thoughts, but honestly, just most of these books were just really disappointing. So if you have a different take, I would love to know it. Honestly, um, don't come in my DMs talking to me about a quart of silver flames because I just don't want to hear it. But yeah, other than that, you know, if you had a different experience with any one of these books, I feel like just all of these books were just basic. I feel like they were just very basic. So hopefully next month we have a better month. And that's the that on that. Until next time. Ciao!